Okay. Just for sound. Okay. Hi, everybody. I'm John. And I'm Ann. And this is John and Ann's Wrestling Podcast. Okay. <laughs> that was great. I was playing was flute awesome. in the intro. That was a really badass flute. Um, Kathy's we, here with us this week. Yeah, we have our cat in the middle here this week. If you're watching on YouTube, you get to see a little cat yeah, in the you, background. You've seen uh, Between Two Ferns. Well, this is Between Two Nerds. Is a cat. The cat is Between Two Nerds. Yeah, that's who is it is. Um, yeah. Um, let me she's just not even looking. Yeah, no, you're 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 right to not. Does it see, these are her these are her ears. She's right to not look. And her face is over here. Yeah, she's facing, she's the wall. facing away, and you can't always she's tell because she's a little she's black cat. Very eepy. She's super eepy mm-hmm. all it's the time. It's an eepy, eepy, rainy day here in beautiful New York City. Beautiful despite the rain. Mm-hmm. Even maybe enhanced by it, you know. Yeah. Anyway, we had a big uh, week. I kept thinking that I hadn't seen any wrestling. Yeah, I've poisoned your brain to the point that you're like, I only saw like three full live wrestling shows this week. Yeah, because we went to we went to AEW Grand Slam. That is right. We went to AEW. So it's Dynamite and Rampage Grand Slam. Uh, Can we before we get into. uh, okay? first of all, we we went to AEW Grand Slam. We went to the debut of Sukeban. Mm -hmm. And um, we also watched Collision last night or most of it. Yeah, I watch most of it. Yeah. You watched, I watched all, all of, it. of it, and then um, I also started watching a New Japan show this morning. <laughs> and I watched some of SmackDown this morning. So those are our bona fides watched, yeah. as we go into this episode. Mm-hmm. You can rest assured that we did, in fact, watch some wrestling this week. Yeah, we watched at least a little <laughs> wrestling this week. Um, but before we talk about AEW Grand Slam, I think we should tell the story of the Eddie Kingston Claudio Castagnoli match, which opened the show. Yeah, um, so that I think we should recap our experiences of that match for our audience. Yeah, so I mean, watching that match live was incredible. It was like just very hot crowd. Everybody was Eddie was so over. Everybody was like a thousand percent invested in it. Just like sitting there live and watching it was just like this. Yeah, so experience, I, and it was you know yeah, anyway, yeah what that was, was your for fit? you, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So for me. I had to feed the cat at seven o'clock. So I got to the arena and I, sh- I could have left. Volunteered I feed the ca- you volunteered it, yes, to feed the cat. I, I later. volunteered you, and I also, I could have. This is a plan we worked out together in unison. Yes. I could have left sooner. Like I could have put the food down and just left. It's on me that I kind of dilly dallied a bit before leaving for the arena. But the Eddie and Claudio match started when I was walking the apparently like mile long um, boardwalk yeah. walk to Arthur Ashe Stadium like at from least the subway half a stop. Mile when you get off the subway, it's to a long ass walk to the walk. entrance of Arthur Ashe. <laughs> you can see it like right there, but you just gotta walk really far. It was to get a to really it. long walk in the dark, and I um, got a text from you that it had started, and I was like, "Oh, that stinks," but okay, I guess I will scurry along faster. And um, so, how did that match like uh, open? Was it like the build nicely? Did yeah, it, it like built really nicely. You know, it was like Eddie was kind of fighting from underneath a lot because you mm-hmm. know he's 
underdog and you know claudio is a, yeah. is a superman see i could hear the mm-hmm. crowd uh, as i walked to the stadium and when i got into the stadium um i walked to the place where i like when i go into a stadium sometimes i just go by instinct mm-hmm. because i'm like surely whoever designed this place will guide me to a spot that has like a sign that says where i'm supposed to go mm-hmm. or funnels me into something that is a thoroughfare that will lead me eventually to where I need to be. Yeah. Arthur Ashe does none of these things. No, it doesn't <laughs> hold your hand. Arthur Ashe, Arthur Ashe does not hold your hand. I walked in and I saw some stairs going up and I said, okay, I will go up these stairs. I can hear the crowd reacting to Eddie and Claudio fighting. Like, oh, ah, mm. ah. I get up into a concourse and I think, Oh, a concourse. Wonderful. Signs with numbers on them. I have a ticket with a number on it. I will look for the number on my ticket in the concourse. I circled the entire stadium Mm -hmm. during that match. I think during the pinfall, I was like, well, first I bought a first. Okay. Okay. So, so first I'm like, circling and i'm like oh surely i will get where i need to be soon and i see a taco stand and i Mm -hmm. think well before i get to my seat why don't i get myself a little treat yeah of course gotta get a little treat (laughs) gotta get a little treat a dynamite treat the show's already started there's tv screens at the taco stand so i'm like great this is i can see what's happening not miss a moment miss get my little treat i asked the lady at arthur ash I say, can I have a fountain soda? <laughs> she says, sure. And because the menu only says fountain soda, I assume she's going to give me like a cup and I'm going to go somewhere where there's a fountain. But instead, she goes, what kind do you want? And I'm like, hmm, well, there's nothing on the menu to indicate what kind of fountain soda you have. So I ask, do you have root beer, which is my favorite? Mm-hmm. She says, no. I'm about to say Dr. Pepper. And she goes, it's only Coke and Sprite. <laughs> Which is something that seems like you could put it on a menu. Like, the, yeah. those choices are limited enough that, like... And if you only have two options, instead of saying, what kind do you want, <laughs> just be like, so we have Coke or Sprite. Yeah, so I'm in this Curb Your Enthusiasm episode at the taco stand <laughs> trying to figure out if <laughs> I want Coke or Sprite. I get a Sprite because I'm not about the caffeine. At that time of night. And um, I'm watching Eddie and, and Claudio. And I'm like, okay, now I will simply scree even faster to my seat mm-hmm. with my Sprite and catch the end of this match. I must have walked another. <laughs> well, I, I walked to 114, which was our section. Yeah. And I thought, oh, here's 114. This is my section. Perfect. Great. I'm here. I walk out into the stadium and i am in the suites somehow i am in oh that's funny because they stopped me because i saw the suite numbers looked like you know it it, it was like hundreds yeah it'll say like your section number but then it'll say suite next to it yeah so i got confused and i tried to go in there but they wouldn't let me and they had like they had a guy checking yeah they didn't have a guy they didn't have a guy anymore because the show had started right and they and they i guess 
didn't think I looked like somebody who needed to be read. There were a lot of employees milling about, but nobody stopped me. I just walked right in and I'm like standing and I look up and I see you and our friend Sedant and his brother and you guys are like sitting above me and I'm like, oh God. And then I do another lap of the arena. Okay. Wow. Because I'm trying to find a way up. (laughs) Oh yeah. A guy... (laughs) I was like near stairs and the guy was like one floor up. So he, cause also when I came in, it was earlier. So you kind of just followed the, the herd of right. people. Yeah. You know? And I was not a lot of confusion. just lost at one point. I get to an elevator bank. I don't know what point was happening in the match, but I get to an elevator bank and there's two employees getting on the elevator and I start walking towards them going, is this an elevator that's going to take me up to like the sections and they look at me like I'm absolutely insane. And so immediately I'm like, oh, I've asked an insane question. I'm so insecure right now. Never mind. Never mind. I start like backing away. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, where, where are you? Where, like, where's your seat? And I show them my ticket, which says section 114. And they're like, they're like pointing to the suite signs. And they go, it's right there. Like, see the numbers? Like, see the numbers? Just mm-hmm. follow the numbers. And they're talking to me like I'm completely stupid to have missed all these numbers. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, okay. And I'm just <laughs> I'm just so stressed and embarrassed at this point. I'm, like, running away from them as they're talking to me. I'm like, I'm like yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, like Tony Khan. They're like, they're like <laughs> yeah, I was very Tony Khan. All right, well, me. thanks. You, thank you so yeah, much. I was very much like, yeah, thanks, thanks. Thanks, guys. Yeah, totally. You're right. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how I missed just, the numbers. Just halfway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, he's half like, turned at, around. At one point, the guy yells, it's a suite, right? And I'm like, no, it's a section. And he's like, oh. And then by that, by that point, I'm fleeing the interaction. And yeah. then I finally find some stairs. Um, but I think the elevators were around the time that the actual pinfall happened. Yeah. And I missed. Um, the whole match. And then when Eddie was like, you know, recovering is when I was like making my way up the stairs. And uh, yeah, because you got there, I think, in time for because I think I even texted you that Jericho and Sammy Guevara was up next. You did, but I didn't see that text yeah. because at that point I was like, so it was fully. I passed. was, I was manic. <laughs> I was, yeah, yeah. I was, I was like, <laughs> I need to figure out how Arthur Ashe Stadium works. And I found the stairs, and the stairs are like outside the building. Yeah, because I was like in a concourse yeah. circling, and then I realized, oh, to get to the stairs, I have to like exit this concourse. Yeah, you have to go around. It seems like you're exiting the building. It's right. a very weird stadium. It's so weird. Like I, I was expecting like any other arena we've been to for there to be like escalators at a point. Yeah, no, no. And I was like, no, there's just stairs outside. It's so a fancy place for fancy people that watch tennis. There's stairs. There's no escalators. Yes, and most of them are in suites apparently because yeah. the. Sweets, really big emphasis on the sweets at Arthur Ashe. Yeah, like yeah. it looked when we, when I got to my seat, I was kind of amazed at how the the stadium looked emptier than it was because the suite level is like so visible and yeah. divides everything in half, and most of the suites were empty. Yeah, I don't, I didn't see anybody in the suites, but the like the stadium, it's like the regular sections from the floor, like that. It looked basically full. But the only section that was like com- almost completely empty that uh, besides the suites was like the one that's like to the if I'm the entrance ramp here, 
It's like yeah, the, the all the way up here to the right. Like very one. not a great spot. And no. then and then also they had a section blacked out that was where the hard cam was, which is kind of nice that they don't make people sit there. Yeah. Um and uh but otherwise yeah, the suites are the only thing that were empty to the point where I was like, are the suites open? Because like nobody was sitting in those. And maybe no, maybe I, they, they were just way too expensive. Our friend, our friend Mac was actually in that one fourteen suite below us. Oh really? I didn't oh, right. see him. Uh, probably if I'd lingered longer I might have seen him, but I, I didn't see him. But yeah, so they were the only people who were like in a They're suite. They probably were just like ridiculously because that was one thing about this show is I think the demand was there to go to it but they jacked up the prices so much this year like to an insane amount like i saw some people saying like i got these two like lower tier tickets last year that were like a hundred uh in 2021 two years ago that were like 130 dollars total and this year it was like 500 dollars for those two tickets yeah like and so they had a surge when they did they started doing like some buy one get one things and they lowered a bunch of sections um and they ended up being almost full basically at least the same capacity it sounds like or similar to last year so i think the demand is there they just got real kind of greedy with the uh i wonder if they were um inspired by wrestlemania and how crazy expensive those tickets are this year like i wonder if tony because he is a numbers guy yeah i wonder if tony saw how much people are paying for WrestleMania tickets and was like, okay, well, that's the market cap, which I feel like is a term a guy like Tony would use. Market yeah, cap. no, he is. He's very analytics-based. And I think that AW tickets should be worth whatever percentage of that. You know what I mean? Fair, but it's also just, you know, it's a... Yeah, no, I mean, it was crazy clearly... Crazy inflation, it's just like Clearly it was an error. Like, yeah. I even think the WrestleMania tickets are way too much. But oh, they're I think, ridiculous. I think I think WWE benefits from more looky-loos. Yeah, well, WWE has, like, the name value. Yeah. And, like, people are going just to, like... WWE is like going to a carnival. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you're just going to an amusement park Yeah, you get night. the looky-loos. Yeah. You get the people who are just there because they're like, oh, yeah, let's do that you know that'd yeah be let's fun. go to wrestlemania why not yeah you know and it's i don't know but i like sorry i cat is did a big snore um she does little tiny snores that are like little honks yeah like it's really cute because she's you know what she is she's a little furball she's a little furball anyway but anyway so but grand slam other than the ticket prices and the weird empty suite level was really great it was I a thought. great show top the bottom was one of eddie the best claudio match did seem great i was sad i missed watching it live it was great um, perfect like eddie kingston match you know they fought hard and it was like you really thought he was gonna lose a few times even though it was in new york because with eddie that's the thing he could always just lose yeah um, but he finally did it he buried the hatchet finally with claudio mm -hmm. they had some some real life beef but it's now i you know, they were able to work together, and now he's buried it. And he, So now his whole thing with the Blackpool Combat Club is done. Renee will be happy he fixed it, or yeah. sort of fixed it. Yeah, so with he, he did it because of the misery. Claudio, mm -hmm. turns out, couldn't handle the misery. Couldn't handle the misery of New York. Couldn't handle it. The misery, it. he like, Claudio the probably caught a glimpse of me, like, trying to find my seat. Yeah, or, or he had the same issue trying to, he's like, where, what section? <laughs> like, he saw me come out on the suite level and was like, this poor woman can't even find her seat 
in the tennis stadium. <laughs> he, you know, it's what he does. I'm making up an accent. <laughs> that was definitely like a French accent, which is funny because he does speak French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is not his normal I'm accent. I know. I'm just making up a funny accent for this him. Is Claudio. This woman, <laughs> she cannot find her seat. It's awesome-ish. Stadium. Now it's German. Now it's like an Arnold Schwarzenegger well kind of an like Austrian. Swiss, right? He's Swiss. And so he's from all of that. Yeah. He German, speaks, French. He speaks German, Swiss German, I believe. Oh, then I'm doing a Swiss German English, accent for sure. French and Italian. I I'm believe. doing a Swiss German accent of, of like this woman she cannot find a seat. Oh yeah, this is like <laughs> that's just like an Euro- a European character in any like mid two thousands comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Euro but he trip. saw my misery and he was like, I can't handle this shit. And he, he stayed like, down. Yeah, he's That's why when down. he was getting pinned, he was like, I could kick out right now. And then he saw that and he was like, He was like, I, I could kick out, but America needs a win. <laughs> yeah. They need Eddie. In Europe, you would never have this much trouble finding your seat at a stadium. No, you would be brought there. Yeah, we have a an EU regulation that requires for every hundred people at a stadium, there's a guy in a loud hat who comes and meets you and like m- makes sure you're able to get to your section. And then he would be required to forget that he helped you. Yeah, the exactly. Privacy law, and then also and not make give you fun a of you and espresso. not yeah, and not point to signs and say, "Can't you mm-hmm. see the numbers?" Europe is much more efficient. Um, I'm sorry to the Arthur Ashe employees who did try to help me. I probably was just being a total idiot. It, um, it's it is a um, a confusing w- stadium to get into yeah. for sure. But we liked it. I, it I was stayed, a great show. I stayed through. Well, you also stayed, but or you also left with me at the end. But um, yeah, we stayed through Julia Hart and uh, Sky Blue. Yeah, it was a much more manageable show this year because they did they still did the two hour rampage, but here's the difference. They did uh they didn't do any dark matches, like any non televised things or ROH or anything like that. They just taped a couple of the like less important or yeah. like not advertised uh rampage matches mm-hmm. um before the show, before yeah. Dynamite, and then they did Dynamite. And then afterwards, they taped the rest of the matches from, uh, from Rampage. Yeah. So that they had, so it was over by like probably before midnight. Mm-hmm. So it was only like it was kind of like a normal length for a wrestling show instead yeah. of being like this seven-hour ordeal where it goes till way past like one a.m. Like I think mm-hmm. Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs had to wrestle like at one a.m. or something last year because they went on last. Because yeah, that's those. too much, especially for a weeknight. You can't. It really can't is. do that on a week during the week, the middle of the week. Like, oh, no. Yeah. Tony, no come thanks. on. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it uh, was a great show. We liked it. What else? What, what, what were other highlights from Grand Slam that we enjoyed? Um, I enjoyed the waffle fries that you got. Oh, yeah. Those waffle those fries were, were good. good. I got I got a really solid good. like uh, I was going to get chicken fingers and fries, but it was like twenty four dollars. And then I ended up paying basically the same thing for a little cheeseburger. I got like a nice. A really good, uh, like, high school cafeteria uh, cheeseburger. Oh, I love that. It's great. It was exactly what I needed. I love cafeteria food. Um, My Sprite, $7. Yeah, my Coke, probably about the same. A little over seven, like it was seven and some change. It was probably yeah. like seven sixty three or something stupid like that. Like, yeah. Anyway, yeah. we're 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 always. I'm always 
taken aback by stadium food and the audacity people have to they charge They should do a things. show at City Field. Like, we'll continue to say that City Field, I think I paid like $15 for like chicken fingers and fries and like a, a soda, which is like for a stadium, that's like a bargain. You know what? As a person who eats at a lot of stadiums and airports, I don't know if you saw this news report about that like Michael Brooks guy from the New York Times. He's He posted a picture of like his meal at um, Newark Airport and it was $78 and it was like a cheeseburger and fries and like the people were clowning on him because most of his bill was the fact that he'd ordered like a double whiskey oh Jesus <laughs> um, but I want to go I want to go on record now and say that that's still crazy that's still an absurd amount of and the fact that we're normalizing the fact that that alcohol should cost Fifty dollars, or for a—I mean, I guess a double whiskey is so two. I don't understand. I don't really. A know double whiskey, whiskey is a lot, but at the end of the day, the company that's selling it to you is paying thirty dollars for whatever bottle of whiskey they're yeah, yeah. pouring it from. So it's still stupid. It's and a several hundred percent. <laughs> and the charge. reason we have inflation, to be quite honest, is that people are willing to normalize these stupidly insane, stupid prices. I'm going to mm. say it again. There's stupid and we do it because we're like yeah well what do you expect it's an airport or what do you expect it's yeah, an it arena like and it's like i expect it to be what it costs yeah it's also <laughs> a great example of like why there need to be like monopoly laws and antitrust laws and stuff because it's like as soon as there's no competition yeah as soon as you as have no choice right but to buy this thing the price will get jacked up insanely that's what that's what stadiums do because you're not allowed to yeah. bring it outside they'll literally have exactly security guards be like no you can't bring this food in right so you have to buy food there if you want to eat yeah if and you want to drink with something you gotta buy the seven dollars somebody told sprite. me i think at like the portland airport it's like a, a law there that, that you can't jack up the prices we have that law here too but the thing is but everything in new york is so expensive already well that and um we have corruption yeah. So, you know. So nobody um, really cares. It's If there's somebody getting rich off of it, it's going to happen. Yeah. Is what I've learned in life. If somebody is going to get rich off it, it's going to happen. Um, anyway. It's funny that we're like almost complaining so much about this because I really loved Grand Slam. It was a great show. That no, it was, it was. Top to bottom. But maybe it's the funnier to complain. It is better. Yeah. It's, it's what people want to hear. People want to hear the negative. People want to hear what the, what the issues were. Tony Storm was over as hell. Oh, Tony Storm was great. And she was great, and I'm glad she's... She's got this character that's so over now, and she does not need to win. Um, and I hope she doesn't, because no, that character works so much better if she's losing. Exactly. She needs to be going more and more crazy. She needs an assistant, really. She they need I to, know. like... They need to build her out I more. I desperately want her to have a little assistant who she's like, if you want to be a star, you have to. Yeah. You know. She needs like a whole. It should be Sky Blue. Group of people. I know yeah. Sky Blue is over as a baby face, but she also still doesn't like really have a character or much direction. She's just kind of like a generic baby face. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. Like that was powerhouse Hobbs before he was over and he was really good as a baby face when he, and he was like John Moxley's mm -hmm. like partner in his feud against team Taz. And then he ended up joining Team Taz, and that's where he became like powerhouse Hobbs. And he was like, now he's like much more. You know what? Defined. I'm gonna give this. Th here's a free storyline for AEW right now. 
for the women's division. So, Tony, you don't have to even write this. This is just for you. Okay, ready? Um, Kira Hogan, who lost to Julia Hart this weekend in a match that she had to do last minute, Mm -hmm. is offended that she had to fill in because she should be a star of the company, too. Yeah, she shouldn't be a fill-in. She should be the show. And Tony offers her a sympathetic shoulder. Tony Storm. Tony Storm. Yeah, sorry. Tony. You can cry on my shoulder if yeah. you want. <laughs> no, no, no. no. no Tony my Storm. Fault, I guess that I booked you. Tony Storm offers her a little bit of sympathy, and she starts to follow the Tony Storm way of being, mm. which is to demand more pe- people perform with you. You know, because that Julia Hart, she's not perform. She's not. She's not performing. She's not a professional. She's using witchcraft. Yeah, she's. She's I love crazy. She's, she's bringing this huge guy out with her. I forgot that she's just, yeah. It's unprofessional. It's true. I like I like her using like unprofessional things like that, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think Kira Hogan has it in here because she did that fill in spot, um, this weekend, and she should be rewarded for that. She should get uh, a storyline. She should. Yeah. She was having a great run against um Athena, in ROH. Yeah. I mean, she she deserves more. We've said it before, and we'll say it again. Kira Hogan deserves more. She does. And uh, but that match was great. Uh, Jericho and Sammy Guevara really like turned it up and had a, a fun match. Yeah, they had a good match, um, which I didn't realize until later because we d- again couldn't that it wasn't hear the, the comment- first match. Yeah. No, no, right. no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't realize because we didn't have the commentary because we were seeing it live um, that uh, he was dressed as Bret Hart. Or Shawn Michaels, which oh they, wait they were they were dressed in the same kits oh. as Jericho's match against somebody at WrestleMania. Shawn Michaels, yeah, yeah, and been. it was the same double cross ending because I saw a video of it on Jericho's TikTok. Oh, it w- oh yes, actually it was. They hugged and then yeah, and then he, he and then he him kicked him in the in the, in the he balls. kicked him in the crotch. Yeah, um, that was yes, that was exactly what happened at WrestleMania 19, which yeah. is exactly 20 years ago in 2003. Yeah, um, so it was that. That's true. You're right. That was exactly what it was. Yeah, and I didn't that realize was a great that. Match. I'm surprised you didn't realize that either. But I guess without the commentary, it's a little sometimes hard there's to... like there's so much up here that sometimes it just like starts to spill. Yeah, no, and, I get know. it. It's normal to not. No, it's not. It's very normal. I need to it's know fine. everything. I need to um, know at a moment's notice. But I think Never. in the commentary they mentioned that Sammy was wearing the same uh, gear as uh, Shawn Michaels. and uh, inspired, yeah. Somebody in the TikTok comments was like, I knew immediately when they said that that this was how it was going to end. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. But I didn't know. I mean, I yeah. figured it made more sense for Sammy to turn because there's more. Because mm-hmm. Jericho... I, I like Jericho way more as a heel, but I think Jericho can, mm-hmm. uh, um, Sammy can benefit more from being a heel because he's very, I you know, I think he's probably like a nice guy, but he's very hateable. Yeah, Sammy joined it's the very, Don Callis faction. He did, and that's it, disgusting. And honestly, Don Callis on it didn't it didn't even almost come across because I I watched a little bit of that segment on TV from Rampage. People were booing him so hard. You could like I couldn't even hear him. He was yelling, and you could not hear anything he was saying. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah. Um, but it was a great show. Uh, and Samoa Joe and MJF was great. I'll get into that more later. 
but there was there were some bad things that happened, and mostly that John Moxley got hurt. Um, oh yeah, it was we very saw. Weird. We didn't realize it was real at first. Until but they did because they also because I was so confused at the time because they did this the almost exactly the same ending Willow and um, Mercedes Mercedes did at the New Japan uh, Championship match like where you got power bombed right or it was, was a pile driver pile driver and, and, uh, and Mercedes and, and Willow was a power bomb okay yeah but it's the but same it was very similar it was a finish and then the referee they. Basically, it looked like John Moxley was supposed to retain because he was probably supposed to have like a long run with the international title, but he got concussed yeah. during the match, which we didn't realize, and then he was getting pinned, and the referee stopped counting. Yeah. And he very clearly did not kick out, and the crowd turned on it very hard, and oh, everybody yeah. booed. It, was exactly, it felt exactly like the Willow Because Mercedes when thing. you break the reality of it like that, it's yeah. like everybody's mad. It's like, hey, we're all having fun here, and now we got to know this isn't. Yeah. It's like stopping in the middle of a movie to be like, oh, by the way, this is a fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, you know, this isn't real. Stopping in the middle of the movie to be yeah. like, sorry, Brad Pitt's vampire teeth are falling out. This is not a real vampire. Yeah, He's like, not a real it, vampire. Literally, it'd be like when somebody's dying. Like a character, yeah. like the most emotional moment in yeah, a movie. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, by the way, this, this is not real. This yeah, doesn't matter. It's so, fine. Um, um, so, but it was, you know, I get it. It's probably a hard situation, but it looked like Moxley called an audible and was like, I'm hurt. I know yeah. I'm hurt. It's a, that's also why it's infuriating because as an audience, you know that if it was supposed to end, it should end. Like yeah, exactly. If, they, if they're like, not kicking out, they should be counted I mean, out for safety, for God's sakes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at any point, if it, I don't know what was going on. Rick Knox, that referee, has a history. There was literally this guy, Alex Reynolds from the Dark Order, was like a couple of years ago, knocked out. Like I mean, he was not moving. Mm -hmm. it wasn't like he was uh he was yeah. just prone mm -hmm. on the mat and uh i think the blade the wrestler the blade had to be like because rick knox just ignored him mm -hmm. and he was in the middle of the ring while there's this like whole tag team match going on and this guy the blade had to go like drag him to the corner and like tag him to get him like out of the match and oh go back God. in and everybody was gave him a lot of flack for it rightfully so yeah so, i mean they because that's the it rest's job, like, is to know yes. if somebody's hurt. Yes, and to, to stop To know it. what's happening, to know, like, to help people communicate. Like, that's their whole deal. And, like, and honestly, like, I understand the pressure that refs are under and how scary it probably is to do those counts when you know a title's on the line. Yeah. But, like, just let... I would rather... Like, if I'm running a wrestling company, I would rather the ref accidentally... Yes. Switch a title. That's like, honestly that's the Vince McMahon rule. Is yeah, you're like, supposed to just you 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 just count. It's right. on them. If they don't kick out, they don't kick out. Exactly. And it, honestly, that's the only thing I agree more. with Vince on is that it should just count because if something fucks up the story, you can write that. You yeah. can write out of that. Like you can figure something out. It makes it more exciting. One of the most important things in wrestling is the rules of the match. Mm -hmm. Because if the rules on the like the match rules have to be consistent and they have to be adhered to, they have to matter. Because otherwise, it's like in, when you're doing and when you're doing an improv scene, if the base <laughs> reality isn't there, then nobody knows what to care about. Yeah, like the whole thing is like, oh, can this guy pin John Cena? And yeah. it's like, if the pin doesn't matter, it's like, well, what are we watching for? Yeah, just they're gonna fight each other. How do we know? That's in, like in a movie. 
there's an object, you know, that they're trying to stop Thanos from getting the Infinity Gauntlet, whatever, yeah. you know, so whatever fine cinema you're watching, you know, there's a clear goal. Um, and one yeah. of the great things about uh, like watching really good wrestlers is seeing how close some people can get to the pin. Yeah, because that's a, such a skill, and some wrestlers can really fake you out. Yes, and I I always think that that that's something that I watch a lot because I, I like to be able to guess if they're going to kick out mm -hmm. or not, and I'm usually very successful because you can see people's bodies tense or slack. You can also, <laughs> I try very very hard to not look at some. I, well, if you watch enough wrestling, you often can like kind of tell what move especially if it's like kind of mainstream wrestling where people have mm -hmm. finishers yeah like you're gonna you'll know a lot of times what's good but yeah their eyes because most of the time if they're gonna kick out they're watching the referee so they'll be like on their back and you can see their eyes be like yeah because they're watching the ref's hand to see. That's you know. a good point. So I, it's like I, once I notice that, it's like I try so hard not to look at their faces because yeah. I just don't want to. I usually watch for like their core engagement. Yeah. Because if they're going to sit up really fast, they're going to be somewhat engaged in their core. Yeah. Whereas if they're not kicking out, they're usually very, very slack. And one of the people that I've noticed is very, very good at faking me out is Kenny Omega. Oh, yeah. He had one of the one of the maybe the best kick out I've ever seen at Forbidden Door. I think. Yeah, I think that might be what I'm actually thinking mm -hmm. of. Even, he had, even I think two in that match. Though, were not. He's very good at just looking like he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then suddenly sitting up and you're like, whoa, Jay White as well. Uh, also very, very good at that. When I was watching Collision. Uh, it was him and Andrade had a great match and it was, they both did it, but I mean, Jay White is just like, he'll just be dead and he'll just like throw his, yeah. Jay White is very good at looking destroyed. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but so that sucked that and sucked. we, we kind of realized how serious it was, um, because we saw, we actually saw Renee Paquette, um, at the other s end of the yeah. stadium, we could see her. She was in like in our eye line, and she's like power walking, yeah, not running, not running, but clearly walking with great concern. Yeah, like not strolling, not like oh, I've got to be over here. Like yeah. something has happened, and I need to get where yeah, I'm going without going sprinting in a way that's going to draw a ton of attention to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she was going to where Moxley. Had <laughs> I don't think they can hear her. <laughs> Uh, she just did a big snore. Biggest snore I've ever Our heard. Our cat keeps snoring loudly. Uh, it's really but, cute. Um, but yeah, she was clearly like I mean, on her way. Luckily, you know, everybody was very, like the booze happened because of that moment, but everybody kind of realized what was going on. And then we saw Ray Phoenix win, which was great. Great. I mean, like he definitely deserves to be that. It was not the original plan, but mm -hmm. he definitely deserves to have a singles title like that. And it also made storyline sense because because he couldn't go to all in they yeah. had moxley do the injury angle with him so it makes sense for him to get some revenge mm -hmm. uh and he'll be a great champion but uh you know it was just like a situation where once that happened everybody was like there was a commercial or something playing and everybody was just like chanting for moxley and yeah. then he gets up but he was moving right away i mean it it seemed like he got concussed very early yeah and then wrestled the whole match with a concussion which probably should not have happened but I don't know because Phoenix like checked on him immediately because mm -hmm. you could see him after he hit him with this dive where he rocked his head. He jumped back over to him and grabbed Moxley's hand, mm -hmm. which I didn't notice until later. But um, 
but so yeah. I guess Moxley just thought he was okay enough, and then toward, probably towards the end he was like, I did. So he called the audible, but then he, you know, he was moving fine. He got up and he walked totally normally to the barricade and like hopped the barricade, yeah, all smooth and walked no, to the he back. Was, and he, I thought it was really sweet because I, I, I mean, I'm sure he wasn't thinking about us at the time, but I did appreciate that he was kind of making a big show out of moving each of his limbs. Yeah, he like crossed his leg. Yeah, he like at one point he like brought his legs up into his bent his knees and then crossed one of his legs over the other. Yeah, and then he was so like, like waving like, one arm around, kind of like showing the doctors yeah, that he yeah. could move things, which is good because that's. Always, my ma- like concussions are bad, obviously. Yeah. But my main thing when somebody gets hurt in wrestling, especially when there's a pile driver involved, they're not yeah. paralyzed. And I, th- you know? I feel like part of him was like probably wanting to a reassure the doctors with him that he could do that, and also reassure yeah. the crowd that he w- that they weren't witnessing like somebody, somebody's like a draws you know. situation. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then he got out of the ring under his own power mm-hmm. um, and and just know, strolled away. Yeah, he literally just strolled away. Like he hopped the barricade so smooth, like in yeah. a way that I totally uninjured would struggle to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and I like, would have I would have been like uh, And it uh, was still I, I really feel like until we saw Renee power walking through yeah, the arena, yeah. I did not think he was actually hurt. Like I kind of yeah. was like I cuz we were still confused and I was like I kept bringing up the Mercedes Willow match because I was like were they doing some kind of weird reference to that? Like that I would fir- be weird. Like, I figured he was hurt but it was I was like I wonder if he just like didn't kick out in time and they just had to, yeah. they had to switch it because if he had won that match, it would have been like, yeah, what? Because right. he didn't, you know, he yeah. lost, so he had to lose at that point. But yeah, it's but he's hopefully okay. Yeah, and it then was very Adam confusing. Cole, oh, who right. didn't even wrestle. Like I'm not making fun he just of him. Twisted his ankle though, didn't he? It seemed like that. I mean, I've done the same thing before. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm not like making fun of him. It's just is so. It just sucks yeah. that he ran down to the ring because they had this big ramp. And to get around the ring, you have to, like, jump down off the ramp. So he jumps off the ramp. And, like, you could see he stumbled. I just thought he, like, oh. tripped. But he twisted. But there's been no updates on his condition at all. Moxley, they said he had a concussion. So he's in the concussion protocol. So he could be back soon or it could take him a while. Um, no neck injury or anything from the pile driver. And then... uh but Adam Cole, there's been no update. He went to the hospital. He was left on crutches, which I think actually is good because crutches, I think, are probably better than, like, a, like a boot mm-hmm. or a cast. It just means, like, you probably sprained your ankle. Yeah, he probably sprained it and um, needs to just stay off it for a little while. But they, they did announce on Collision, which is was live, so, like, they knew there was no, you know. Yeah. They announced that he and MJF are defending the ROH tag titles at Re- AEW Wrestle Dream. On October first. Oh, he's probably so he's just, probably fine. He probably just sprained it, needed to ice it. Yeah, you know. Although when I've sprained my ankle, it takes me like weeks to like be able to really. But you can walk on it and stuff. But it's just like not. I am a I am a top level <laughs> athlete. <laughs> I was gonna say I was like John. We are not. We are not at the level these people. Our bodies don't heal like theirs heal, because <laughs> we don't. You know, take care of ourselves. Anyway, we should um, move on. I guess because. Uh, <laughs> We also don't have a bunch of sports injury doctors around us all the time helping us recover yeah. from these things. I could. He's probably taping it and icing it and doing all the stuff you're supposed to do. That's true. Anyway, okay, so then the other thing that happened at Grand Slam that people have been talking about is Tony Khan dancing around. Oh, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, that's true. He did. Which I, I think we should talk about. Yeah, Tony Khan dancing around. 
people were like, I kind of flipped out on TikTok about this this week because I saw Stevie Richards' video um, mm-hmm. about, well, that AEW, I guess, flagged for copyright or whatever, so I don't know that it's up anywhere anymore, but he made a, one of his wrestling analysis videos about Moxley's injury, and he has a whole segment of that video where he calls out Tony Khan for dancing after that had happened mm-hmm. because he brought up, like, Vince getting in the ambulance with The Undertaker when The Undertaker mm-hmm. had a concussion or something like that. And I just can't... I, I can't... T- like, I don't care. Like, if you hate Tony dancing, that's fine. I don't. You don't have to love Tony Khan. You don't have to yeah, like yeah. him dancing. But to compare him to Vince in the way that people do... Is Vince so is a lot of people dirty. I, Vince is a lot of people brainwashed. Very I, good people. You know what I mean? I know, and it's so disappointing. And it's like, it's like you're comparing him to literally a guy who's an alleged rapist. And I'm only using alleged because I don't want to get sued. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and like, it's like it's really. I mean, it's just like he'll he would do stuff like that, sure, but only for a somebody who made him a lot of money, and b yeah. like and b he like he does does those things to like. He does manipulate you, convince people he's a good person. Yes, exactly, and to make you loyal to him, which he does. Yes, I mean, and maybe he does get emotional, and like, because there are manipulative people that do genuinely get emotional and have like strong emotional reactions. Yeah, but he's a narcissist, so his exactly his his emotions are always in service of his own agenda. Yes, like he's not getting in ambulances with everybody who's hurt. Like I'm sure there's, I'm sure there are people who've. But the way I ended my TikTok was I said. He didn't get in the ambulance with Owen Hart. Nope. Didn't even stop the fucking show. Nope. So and he lied to Bret Hart about uh, <laughs> uh, like giving him so like giving he, him. He, his, li- his he lied to Bret Hart about giving him his tapes and went on TV afterwards and trashed Bret Hart to the whole world uh, yep. after his brother had died. And then Bret like, Hart went back. And then Bret Hart went back. <laughs> this is. Uh, no, it's so it makes me feel so crazy listening to people talk about Vince McMahon that way, as though people there's love him. as though there's some little gesture that Vince could do that makes up for the decades of destroying the entire. Well, you're wrestling talking about normalizing like, negative things. It's like that's what we do. You know, what I mean, it it's is, like he's a, he's is. a powerful rich man. That's like the American dream. You know, it is. You know, the so. world is trash because we're willing to pay twenty eight dollars for a cheeseburger and fries at the airport. And we're willing to say, well, at least Vince McMahon got in an ambulance with an Undertaker once. With an Undertaker. Yeah. It wasn't even the Undertaker. It was just the Undertaker. No, I guess he did get in the ambulance with Owen Hart then. Oh, boy. Oh, Uh. God. (laughs) Yikes. Um, I think we can, unfortunately, make that. All right. Anyway, go on. Moving on. But Sukebon. Yeah, or Skabon. Skabon. Which I didn't think about either because it, that's, you know, that's I, know. I guess I, how you would pronounce that. Japanese pronunciation is fun. It is. It's, well, I you really are saying it. Sukebon, but no, it's like know, you're just saying it very quickly. Yeah, but the way you pronounce it is just very like. Like Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. Um, you're sa- you, t- Technically, I believe it is Shinsuke, but it is, you're just saying it very mm-hmm. Shinsuke. Yeah. So, um, like Takeshita. Yes, exactly. Instead like of Takashita, which some yeah. people say, but it's like Takeshita. Yeah, it's Takeshita. Yeah, Takeshita. It, no, it's, it's kind of cool. It's like French yeah. where you say certain things yeah. and you only know what the things are you're supposed to say in the word if you hear a native person speak it. Like Yeah, and also those letters aren't like how it's really right. written. That's for yeah. people who don't know like the, the Japanese, you know, alphabet and stuff. Like it's yeah, you know, that's 
So it, it's um, it's yeah. all very interesting. You know, I don't speak Japanese like at all. It's by really the way, I don't know anything. Well, I I meant I bring this up because I I downloaded an app uh, like a month ago, and I was like, maybe I'll try to learn some Japanese. I did try. Um, and it 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 was hard, but it's also just like kind of gorgeous. Oh yeah, it's great. It's like wow, this is a really fun it's like fun to speak because like learning the words like there's it's it just has a way of like yeah i don't know i can't i can't think of what i'm trying to say i'm gonna i'm gonna think on it and next week i'll i'll come back with the metaphor Great. for what it's Great. like to learn japanese it is it makes me respect kenny omega even more yeah because not only is he an incredible wrestler and all this stuff but he also fluently and to my ears, flawlessly speaks Japanese. Oh, yeah. He's I great. mean, it's like, you know, and that comes from mostly being a big nerd because he loves anime and, like, video games and stuff. So he just... And that must be nice. Because that's, like, what it takes to learn another language is to be able to watch TV shows in that language mm -hmm. and stuff. Like, that is such a part of learning yeah. it. And so if you're already into anime and stuff, I'm, like, jealous. Because it must I mean, be so... It must be so much fun to yeah. like learn because you just get to watch things you already know you like. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, even watching like New Japan, I've learned a few little like I can I mean, most of it is stuff that it's like kind of almost the same word in English anyway, but it's yeah. you know, but you can figure some stuff out. And once you know a word or two, you can like hear it. Mm -hmm. You can find it. Anyway, that's our thoughts on speaking Japanese. Anyway, um, yeah, but, but uh, anyway, we like <laughs> Um, it was a very fun show. It was ninety minutes, which is oh, it was because it was definitely like nah, a taping or something. Nah. Oh yeah, no, it was streaming live on TikTok. Um, it was five matches. Yeah, and it was it was the perfect little night out. Yeah, and when we got there, it was funny. Our friend Mac was there too. <laughs> yeah, and we ran into him like on our way in. And when you go in, it looks like. Like at first, there was a room that looked like a um some kind of market, like a bazaar type of yeah like, yeah um I don't know what you would call it. Like there were little like a, a carnival kind of yeah, or um, even like a convention. Honestly, where you just it was just you yeah, walk in, like there's just like booths. little booths. Yeah, and um we're walking past the booths and we're like, oh, this is kind of fun. This is how they're selling concessions. Like yeah. it's like it's some kind of circus or carnival or mm -hmm. whatever. And Mac walks up to us and he goes, all this stuff is free. Yeah. And we were like, what? Except for the merch. It was like they had yeah. popcorn, they had candy apples, you they just had walked beers. Up, you just walked up to a booth and, and grabbed a Sapporo. Yeah. And like, you just took it. And they were just, there were people there like reloading there it. There were people it, that paying $78 for a cheeseburger and a whiskey at an airport. And we got we're free beers about in Manhattan. 28 bucks for a, uh, you know, a... A very nice high school cafeteria cheeseburger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Queens. Mm -hmm. And this was in the middle of Manhattan. Yeah. We got free. I got a free Sapporo so, and a free Coke. And they also had little cans of sake. So thank you to whatever insane producer. Yeah, I mean, thank you. It's truly. Secured the funding to it was do this. Vince McMahon, come on. Oh, God. If it, it if it was Vince McMahon, do you know how much that would destroy me? I know, I know. Oh my god, I would absolutely. We're getting into Joshi. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I could see it honestly. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it was good. the only thing the merch was a little too pricey because I would I wanted a uh, like a shirt or something. But I mean, it, it was, was all very high end. Yeah. It felt it felt very high end as an experience. It did. It did. It did. 
And um, yeah, the the t-shirts were like fifty bucks though, so yeah. we did not get a t-shirt. Um, we didn't take our little because it was basically like bleacher seating, but mm-hmm. you there were pillows with the the logo, the yeah. company logo on it, mm-hmm. and some people took them, and I didn't know that you could take them. Yeah, Mac took his. Yeah, yeah. And don't narc on him. Oh right, sorry. No. Oh my. Ah. God. We're gonna <laughs> get him now. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but yeah, we uh, we didn't take our pillow. We no. didn't. No one. No, we, no it one. was big. You know, he but took yeah. it and then he put it back. He put it right back. He was like, "Oh, well, maybe I shouldn't take this," and he put it back. Yeah, he put it back. Um, uh, okay, but yeah, but yeah we but really it was liked a great that. Show. It was very good. The uh, Bull Nakano was there. Bull, the the legend. I flipped out. It was so exciting because I didn't know she was going to be there at all. She didn't wrestle because she's retired. Yeah, she wrestled a full crazy career in japan and then came to the u.s and was in wwf for a while mm-hmm. and then uh when she retired from wrestling she became a professional golfer and, she, and had, had yeah. a full professional golfing career and she's the commissioner and didn't she's, she yeah, say? she's the commissioner of uh, she said she's the commissioner of skabon and that's really cool and she had this belt that i didn't get a look at until it was like on instagram because that's too mm-hmm. far back but like it's a gorgeous belt yeah they didn't have it a was championship. like painted yeah they didn't have a championship match but they had like a number one contenders match to like set up half of the of their mm-hmm. next show which they announced um but i don't think they announced a date for it i don't think they did either i but imagine this is the kind of thing where they're trying to get investors or whatever yeah i think so too and so bull nakano's like hair she used to have like a big like flat top like mm-hmm. straight up thing um and but now she has much shorter hair it's so funny because she just like without the face paint or whatever like or the makeup and stuff and the hair she just looks like such a normal lady now mm-hmm. it was a really fun show though if it wasn't for the like absolute screaming child there was, was yeah one kid that was like it was kind of funny at first because we went to a rampage where there was a screaming kid, and he, but it was well, he fun. lost steam after a minute. He did, and that also kid he didn't was go for the whole show. Genuinely checked into the show that kid yeah, at rampage, yeah, yeah. and he was like enjoying himself. This kid was just screaming to fight to the point where his mother had I don't to be think like, his they, mom was there. I think that was his older sister. Maybe, but who, the lady was like, "They are fighting." Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are fighting, but like, like yeah. until but, that point, I don't think anybody who was with him like tried i mean i don't know they it seemed like some people were trying to talk to him but he was like like seven seven year old six year old yeah kid maybe. and he was hopped up on candy apples and coke and, and it, he would basically do this thing where he would just scream and he was sometimes he would scream fight or words or something let's go but a, but a lot of the time too. he just screamed as loud as he possibly could to the point where people were nothing lo- like he would just yeah. be doing it and, and people were leaving. People, he walked like five people. It's a ninety-minute show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, people left the, the section he was in because it was so loud and piercing of your ears that if you were next, like, I by the time the show ended, this my left ear was like ringing. Yeah, and my right ear was fine, but my left ear, which was towards him, was ringing because he'd been screaming at the top of his lungs the entire show. And they were like walking through like the the seats and leaving a trail of garbage. It was like very. Oh, it was so weird. And like, yeah, one of the wrestlers actually came into the crowd at one point, and this kid and like I think his two sisters like get up 
and they walk in front of like a whole row of people, like in a whole row to yeah, go it's just like, like a bleacher. Take, so you're just to go you know. take pictures with this wrestler who's just there as a bit, like s- quickly, like sitting in the crowd to like do a funny, funny bit. Yeah, and they're just like, like standing like right in front of like five people, blocking their entire view of everything completely oblivious like it was just amazing they were just completely oblivious to other people being at the show (laughs) and then at one point they like as the main event was happening like somebody was entering and they like all ran to like walk past her and i thought they were leaving or getting kicked out and then they just came back around the back and circled back in and came back in i'm like what Oh, it was I, I, so I weird. I didn't understand what I the purpose of that was. I think they were trying to leave. I think they were trying to get the kid out because of how disruptive he was. Like Maybe. That's what I want to believe. Yeah. Because I want to believe that they did somewhat care about the fact that this kid was literally s- chasing people out of the show with his screaming. Um, but I don't know. And also, I have to believe it was unpleasant for them, too. Because yeah, it's not a good... S- he's screaming. It's not a good... S- it's like that little... You know when a little child screams and it's like... Ah, it's like a very high pitched. It yeah. was like that. So it wasn't just a regular person screaming. Um, and they were in the ring when we first got in there, like goofing it like these kids. Oh, yeah. They got in the kids, ring. These kids were like wild children. Like they were. No, I don't think I they had. I forgot that they got. That's in the why ring. I don't think that was his mom, because there were no parents who were like monitoring these kids at yeah. all. Because like when we first came into the room, they were in the ring playing in the ring, which is like. I've never seen before. (laughs) And then when we left, they immediately got like immediately when the show ended, they got in the ring again and were like goofing around and security had to, the kid who was screaming security had to physically pick that kid up and throw him out of the ring. I'm not kidding. I saw this guy pick him up, walk him to the edge and like drop him off the edge of the ring. Wow. Cause he just like, had no there was also an adult man who was like probably very drunk got into the oh, ring yeah. and they were also trying to get him out of there and he was like laughing and they didn't even get him out he just like kind of left on his own and they then had tried to call to get in back. the big security yeah they Did had to call the in the big security guard who was like ready to go yeah like it was like know. the seven foot tall guy <laughs> they should just let the joshis handle it they could shoot on him oh god they could tap anybody out very oh quickly, for sure. I'm sure i mean but that that was that was the wildest thing yeah let bull nakano deal with him i think part of it was that it was a crowd of people who like they're there were some like you could tell there were wrestling fans there. Yeah, like yeah. we were there. Dustin I heard Mac. other people. There was one other guy and me who tried to do one fall yeah, after yeah, the uh-huh. announcement. So I knew there were some people it, out there who but knew. But it was just like a nice night out for people doing this. Oh, I'm gonna yeah. watch this chic niche thing. Yeah, you know? there were a lot of people there who you could tell like were getting the hang of being at a wrestling show and yeah. like I think, and we'll never the, go back because of that kid. Yeah, and uh, right, and I think the people who were jumping in the ring at the end were those oh, people who for like, sure. clearly had not been in this world for very long and didn't understand no, no, the no, no, uh, no. decorum. Yeah. Anyway, but it was a great show. Yeah, uh, I got to see a few Joshi stars like uh, Atomic Banshee, who also known as Ram Kaicho. Oh, she was great. Who I've seen her a little bit, and she's very cool. I marked, and I out. was like. I marked I, out for her. Not real somebody quick. I thought that I would see live, you know, mm-hmm. ever. And there was um, uh, Otaku Chan, who also known as Fukujin oh, Dead. Yeah, <laughs> she's great. great. She's um, uh, she's been around. So she was great. And then uh, Konami, who I've seen from Stardom. Oh, yeah, but, she was uh, great. But yeah, it was a great show. And then also, I guess our last like topic that I wanted to talk about was uh, just 
sort of the general malaise that was in SmackDown. I was like, what the like SmackDown was I didn't watch most of it. EO Sky and Asuka had a fantastic match. So that's good. But the rest of it is just like so the thing is they're setting But we're up specifically talking about the ending. So we should yes. say what we're talking about. Yes. So yeah. we're specifically talking about the ending. Throughout the show they're building so they they want to have this match at Fastlane. We've already talked about how the bloodline feels like it's the, the Michael Scott, the post-Michael Scott office where it's just yeah. like, well, the protagonist is gone. So the people that we're talking about are John Cena and AJ Styles, who at the beginning of this week's SmackDown issue a challenge to Solo Sokoa. 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 I always want to say Sokoa because yeah. it's a tree. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and Jey Uso issue a challenge to them um, as a tag team. And... They say at the beginning of the show, no, 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 we won't do it. And then the sh- the runner of the show is like um, them, Adam, Adam Pierce trying to get Paul Heyman to convince Roman Reigns to let Jay and Solo do this match at yeah. that particular SmackDown. Because he's like, it has to be Roman Reigns' choice. And then, they, and then they decide, no, it's not like Roman Reigns, the heel that he is, and Paul mm-hmm. Heyman say that it can't be tonight. It has to be some other night. And so then they drop contracts for a fast lane uh, match. It's funny because the contracts never have any. It's literally just like the logo of the show. It's a legal contract. The logo of the show. And then it's like somebody's name. And then it's just like two signature lines. There's nothing. It doesn't say. It's it's a contract. It's a legally binding. I know it's a prop. But it's a legally binding contract. It's a legally binding contract. It's as serious as a three count. Lawyers has. Yeah. That's a great catchphrase. Serious? I'm as serious as a three count. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which meaning I won't even happen if the ref thinks I'm not supposed to. Um, okay, yeah, don't don't explain the catchphrase when you're doing it. Like yeah, that yeah, takes yeah, somebody's yeah, intensity yeah, yeah. off. Yeah, that's fair. You that's know. fair. Anyway, um, where was I? Oh, yeah, I was explaining this storyline in WWE. So yeah. anyway, then um, Solo and Jay jump... AJ Styles. It's actually Jimmy. Jay is the uh, the guy who went to Raw. Jay is like the beloved babyface. So Jimmy turned on him, and Jimmy is. So that's why it's because Jay was the protagonist of the Bloodline storyline. Basically, the whole thing was leading up to him, uh, like <laughs> overcoming Roman Reigns and breaking free of his. I'm humiliated right now. Yeah, this is and Jimmy humiliating. I could have sworn the entrance screen said Jay Uso. No, it might have said Uso. I mean, it said Jay Jimmy Uso. It seems like it's also funny because they were like identical twins, and that was part of the whole thing where Roman Reigns like manipulated Jay into being in the bloodline was because Jay was like, you know what they say? You know, they they get all excited when they see you, Roman Reigns, because you're Mr. Main Event. You know what they say when they see me? Which one are you? Oh well. So it's. I apologize for adding to that. Piling this guy's had on three that. years of character development, and you, you, I'm you. so sorry. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, they jump AJ Styles. Jimmy and Solo jump AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. They beat, him, beat up. him up, and then they are like, "Ha ha ha!" Now Cena has no tag team partner to fight us with. And it turns out that was true. Yeah. <laughs> But because immediately when they say that, you think, oh, good thing The Rock is back. Yeah. 
Good thing John Cena said welcome home to The Rock last week. Yeah, so it's like you <laughs> think that – so basically it's like they beat up AJ Styles, which is a classic way to set up a, now a surprise partner to come out. So it seems like it's going to be The Rock. Mm-hmm. I believe what the plan actually was – well, hang on. So what happens is they beat him up. Everybody's chanting Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. And then they just beat him up, and then SmackDown's over. And that's it. There was no – Yeah, that was John Cena just got his ass kicked the by The audience Uso. chanted Rocky for like a straight And then they just minutes. were sad because nothing and happened. just got so sad. So I believe what the plan was supposed to be – wasn't supposed to be The Rock. It was supposed to be L.A. Knight. Which they would have flipped out for if LA yeah. Knight came out because LA Knight is the most like the most over guy yeah. in WWE. People so love LA Knight. People would have you know, people would have flipped out for that. But what I believe happened is he when he got to the building because they assuming they still do COVID tests, uh, he tested positive for COVID, so he had to leave. So I think the the plan was to have him come out and save John Cena, which would have been very satisfying. Uh, and then he, it would be John Cena and LA Knight probably at Fastlane against um, James Uso and um, Solo Sokoa. But because he wasn't there, they didn't have anybody to, to come save him because they can't have a replacement because then that person's like got to be in the match. And basically what this is, is like kind of what I said last week where I was like, I think The Rock just came back for a one-off because he was in town. Yeah, and I think he was in town, like the yeah for a football game or something. And I think so it was just... also probably an Endeavor thing, like a friggin' yeah, you know, the, their new sh- they want to impress the stockholders and yeah, sell and stock. Like, Here we go. And like we got The Rock, but that made the ending of that show even more depressing. Because not only are people realizing, oh, The Rock's not here. They're realizing The Rock's not here. Yeah, The Rock's not coming back. We just got The Rock once last week, and we're never going to see him again now. And I feel like that was a double bummer. And The Rock didn't really interact with anybody even last week. It's a triple bummer. The Rock's not here. LA Knight's not here. The Rock's not coming back. Yeah. Triple bummer. Too many bummers. And it was very, it was, yeah, it was very sad. Um and The Rock, even when he came back, he only he interacted with Pat McAfee, who also is not on the show, and Austin Theory, who is just like the upper mid card heel that you can plug into like any of those situations where you need somebody to be cannon fodder and to, for yeah. a legend to react to. So uh, <clears throat> very silly, but it's. I mean, I'm assuming the plan is still to do L.A. Knight. I mean, if L.A. Knight's not. When uh, is Vaseline? Uh, October 7th, I think. So they have like okay. two weeks. So, you know, I mean, he could be done. Yeah, like, I don't think they make you do the two-week quarantine anymore. Yeah, as I long think as you don't like have any like crazy or issues or anything. Yeah, I think like, it's literally a couple days now. Yeah, so he should be fine. Um, All right, shooting, be fine. shooting range? Shooting range. Pew, 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 pew. So WWE fired a lot of people. <laughs> Yeah. So that's really pretty much what this is. That's what it. If you if you didn't know this, when your company gets bought by another company, you're probably gonna lose your job. Yeah. That's what that always well, means. Well, they do like the corporate redundancies or whatever, because yeah. there's you know there's probably people that do the same job, but then they have, like gutted whole departments, which is like I well what I don't know, but uh but they laid off a lot of talent, mm-hmm. so they released a lot of talent. The bi- like one of the big probably the biggest one was Dolph Ziggler, who's been yeah. with WWE. For 19 years, he almost left a couple of years ago because you could tell because Ziggler for a long time had like hope and he was this like underdog and like he was one of the guys that I rooted for like really hard and I wanted mm-hmm. him to see win because he was great, but he just like couldn't 
get like he won a couple like world titles but didn't really have it for very long and never really got to seem to like stick in the main event um and then in like 2017 or something it seemed like he was about to leave and then he signed a contract that i guess was like they were just like just stay and you'll have basically like just stay and be like a somewhat of a star here and lose to people and mm-hmm. you can have like total freedom to do comedy and whatever else you want to do yeah so basically it was just like too good it was it, there was like almost no reason for him not to resign yeah um so he did and then now he's released so but i think you pointed this out i think that could be good for our friend um hollywood hunk i think the hollywood hunks would be a great tag team i think they would and i think dolph in AEW would make a ton of sense i think like, he would be great in AEW, and i think he would be a, a great resource to have there for a lot of people i think he could shine really well there mm-hmm. um and the other probably biggest one that was released is mustafa ali who Which I think AEW should sign immediately because he is still more like he's still like very much in the prime of his career. He's got a ton of creativity and he's got drive to do it and he wants to be a star still. Like he's you know, so I think he really and he could be and I think they really should sign him up uh as soon as they can. Um and Ziggler would be great to have around as well. Also, here's the thing with Dolph Ziggler. It's the name. Right. I mean, yeah. you can go and be Nick Nemeth because he might as well just be the same name as his brother. Mm-hmm. If Ziggler had a better name in WWE. So if Ziggler, if Dolph Ziggler had gotten the name Brad Maddox, which was a guy in WWE who did not pan out at all, he would have been the face of the company. He is such a Brad. Mm. He looks like such a Brad. And it's just like such a great name. Brad Maddox. It's like, mm-hmm. that's a great that's a great name. That would, he would have been world champion seven times, mm. you know? And it just was, shit. I don't know. This is the thing. Like they, when they, I think it'd know. be funny if he's Dolph Nemeth. Dolph Nemeth would be great. That'd be funny. I'm Nick Ziggler. Ziggler Nemeth. Ziggler Nemeth. The Ziggler. The Zig. The oh, that'd zig. be funny. Oh, the Zig, like the Miz. Yeah, the Zig. Uh, oh, that would be really funny. Do like a Miz yeah. parody, but you're the Zig. Hollywood hunk and I, the Zig. I really want, because I think their like Twitter bit is that they like, he always like shits on Ryan Nemeth. Yeah. Well, and Ryan so, Nemeth's back on social media, which I'm happy about. I think it would be great if, oh man, he, can you imagine if CM Punk's like was still there and given Ryan Nemeth shit backstage and all of a sudden Dolph Ziggler shows up. He's like, is there a problem here? That's my little brother. It's my little brother, dude. Only I kick his Liter- ass. Do you understand me? That is my little Only brother. Only I bully this guy. Yeah, Ryan Nemeth can walk around backstage now and be like, my brother's going to be here in a, any minute. It would I be that can't. sitcom thing where it's like this brother and sister fight all the time, but then there's like a bully episode. Yeah. And then like the brother comes in and is like, don't you ever. You know what I mean? And I it's just really like, and it's like heartwarming. That'd be great to that have the, brother, the brothers in AW. Hi. Hi. Did you make a little. Hi. Did you have an opinion on wrestling for us? Are you still talking about this? Yeah, she's very bored. Uh, yeah, she wants to play. Sh- anyway, um, okay, so let's, uh, any other and, uh, Matt releases? Riddle was also released. That was a big one. Which uh, we're fine with. It seems like it's just, the, the 
the scuttlebutt is that he just burned through a lot of chances, and it really just seems like it probably is for the best. And I'm sick of looking at his bare feet, I'll be honest. That's bare feet, true. I'm not into it. I don't know if that's, ooh, a big Halloween stretch. Ooh, we got a Halloween, Halloween hat here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you think? All right. Need two microphones on her. What do you think? She doesn't care. Anyway, uh, she won't meow on command. I've been trying to teach her, but I'm worried if I do that, she'll just meow all the time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's do the awards. Yeah, let's do the awards. Awards. Season. All right. It's time for promo of the week. So I John, picked. What did this you is have? promo segment kind of a thing on Dynamite. We had. Roderick Strong in the hospital because he lost to Samoa Joe last week. Uh, so he got choked out again. So he's in the hospital with the kingdom. Mike Bennett and Matt Taven are there. And then Adam Cole, he like gets Adam Cole to come visit him. And they're all wearing black. And then I think Matt Taven was like, Adam Cole's wearing like a regular t-shirt or whatever. And uh, Matt Taven was like, this is what you wear when you're in mourning. Uh, and so they... But it was just a great thing because the kingdom leaves and then Roger Strong is clearly trying to like manipulate Adam Cole into like staying with him and not coming back to be in MJF's corner uh, for his match against Samoa Joe. And then there's like this great shot where Adam Cole's like in the forefront, foreground of the camera and he's like conflicted. And then you see Roderick Strong in the background because he's in like, you know, a, a hospital bed and he just like hits the button and starts to like rise up he's like don't you care about me adam <laughs> you know uh it's very boys are so funny it's very funny there's some funny boys yeah. um okay my pick is mjf and the promo he did after uh after dynamite after yeah. dynamite went off the air um because it was just very funny um it was perfect face mjf stuff where he told everybody you guys gotta buy tickets sooner next time mm -hmm. because i had to do so i had he said i had to do so much pr this week i almost talked my neck off or yeah. something <laughs> and uh it was just really sweet it's it's always sweet to see mjf in new york because you can tell for him it really is a homecoming i love we talked about this with the steiner math thing where you see glimpses that he like really does love things yeah, he's and not it's above so things all the time. Like sweet when is. you see that, and especially when he's in New York and he talks to, because he always talks to the New York audience like we're family. Yeah, and I like that. He's from the misery. Yeah, he's from the misery, uh, and he's like above the misery. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was my favorite moment, and I, li I also I did like the Tony Khan dance. Yeah, he I did know Daniel Garcia's dance. I know I'm a total mark. For yeah, Tony Daniel Khan. Gar Daniel Garcia does the, the dance, right? And so Tony Khan. But I thought it was a fun way to kind of break the the audience's habit of booing him. Yeah, because they were a lot of people were booing him. Because people boo him now because of the CM Punk stuff. And I think they're the he and the company are right to want to like kind of obscure that. Like try to like distract people from it yeah. in a way that's like Oh, I'll do the Vince thing where I make a fool of myself in front of you, so then you feel too bad to boo me. And you yeah, because it doesn't really <laughs> matter ultimately if they boo him. He's not no. a character on the show. No. So it's like. It's but I imagine that that he wants to like have some like rapport with the crowd. So when he comes yeah. out and does his little speeches, he's not getting. He like he like Tony doesn't want to be a villain. Like he doesn't yeah. want to be a heel. So. 
he he wants to be a, yeah. e- either neutral or baby face, but he I don't think he wants to be a heel. Chaotic um, baby face. Yeah. That's a great. But I thought it was a good gimmick. attempt to do that, even if it was. Stevie Richards didn't like it. Which Stevie, I got words for you. I said put him on TikTok. Watch my TikTok. Yeah. Sounds like Stevie's trying to censor. Yeah. And I got right what he was censor. saying. I understood yeah, that course. it just yeah, rubbed yeah. him the wrong way to see that after the Moxley thing. But it's like, you know, peop- I just think people are really unfair. Also, Moxley, he seemed okay. Yeah. Like, you know, they ultimately, all, like, people also love. If he had been stretchered out, yes. Yeah. Also, not to, like, go into, like, this again, but, like, to compare Tony and Vince is so unfair because people are cherry picking moments from Vince's like 50 years yeah. of doing this. They're cherry picking the moments where he got something right and they're comparing it to stuff Tony Khan has done in the last four years. Four years, yes. Like, like, like this is a newer person who has not been the owner of a wrestling company for half a century and uh, he's probably going to whip some things here and there but as long as those whips don't inv- involve payouts to women he sexually abused she agrees the categories yeah. I think that's a good yeah anyway oh. I won't get back into that I just wanted to offer no, that's it. and fine, the cat yeah. has walked off the set she's wow. done she's done she won't hear me talk about Vince McMahon anymore yeah. All you right. Still see your little tail. We should do match of the week. We should do match. So my match of the week. There were a lot, a lot of contenders for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost picked Eddie Kingston versus Claudio Castagnoli, which was great. I also almost picked Ryan Danielson versus uh, Ricky Starks in the strap ma- or the Texas Death match uh, from Collision. But I picked uh, MJF versus Samoa Joe for the AEW World match. Title. It was a great match. Uh, Grand Slam was great. Had a lot of great moments. Um, and it was it was also like it had the Adam Cole thing like his um you know it was his friendship that like woke MJF up and mm-hmm. had him keep going and also MJF did choke him out but he did it like he still cheats he has not changed even though he's made, so he did it with his like tape he choked him out with his tape so he did do it I loved it when but they showed like, him putting the ring on yeah and he's got that evil evil yeah. grin and everybody's cheering yeah that was so fun. Um, I loved it. More people were cheering him than I. Th- I, I, th- I did think Joe was going to have a strong, but it, you know, MJF in New York He's is not a hard hero. To, it's true, uh, but I still, I still want Joe to win. It was like such a the last like couple months of what Samoa Joe has been doing. It was just like, man, this guy is just such a pro. Yeah, this is I it like so dependable too. I'm just mm-hmm. like, just please let him He's win a, a world worker. title at some point. I know he doesn't like he doesn't need to, but it should, I would love to see it. He's a good worker. My um, pick is Asuka versus Zio Sky. I thought this was a great match, a great example of what I love about the way these women wrestle. The very both crisp. very crisp, very very fast. Um, they sold in the way that I love that uh, I I feel like is like in the tradition of like Joshi wrestling to some extent where like when they get kicked over they do the whole roll back mm-hmm. you know like they do an extra little like cartoony like yeah. bounce you know every time she got like a big like uh off the ropes drop kick she you know did like a back bump yeah and flipped over like they do like a whole bouncy sell mm-hmm. when they take the bump which is like just cool just yeah. adds a lot of flair to it a lot of flair speaking of flair oh right 
I like how I didn't even mean to yeah. do that. You but can't, I, you can't ignore her. I know. I hate this. It just, the only thing about the match that I hated was right when it was about to start. Like the crowd is hot for this match. Mm-hmm. The world is hot. For and they this were match. talking about their history in Japan. And People, everything. yeah. The uh, the commentators are talking about their history in Japan and building up this whole backstory of like them coming up together in Japan and Asuka feeling like Io stepped on her somehow or or you know betrayed her to become more successful, whatever. Um, and then Charlotte Flair's music hits. And we got to watch Charlotte Flair walk out for no reason. Like, no reason. She's just going to sit there and watch this match. That's like a historic match that a lot of wrestling fans have been wanting to see for literally years. And the WWE has been teasing for literally years. For some reason, we've got to insert Charlotte Flair into this narrative. It was so, I like, he came running because I literally screamed, like, oh, fuck you. Yeah, it was very funny. Uh, no offense, Charlotte. It's not your fault. I know. I know yeah, it's that just there's a lot going into this, but it's just like it wasn't. We didn't need her. There was so much there. Yeah, we just didn't. We just didn't need her. I mean, you know, but and, and, and to and be was, fair, they dis- did have it's, a. It's somewhat disrespectful to Oscar and Io because it's like these are the two off of them. people who have very long careers that are that people are invested in, and people were excited for that match, and it makes it seem like that's not enough. Yeah, it makes it seem like that's I mean, that's honestly what it was like watching wrestling with John Cena for so long because it was just like even if somebody else had a feud, it's like well, but John Cena's more important, right? Yeah, you know I mean, and it's, it's like, like and it's just, you can't just be like, can this because AEW does a much better job of that for the most part. It's just like we advertise this match, we're gonna make it seem important as long as it's not about women. Uh, they, you know, <laughs> um, that's a note I have about Wrestle Dream. Looks like a great show. But there's still only one women's match on it. And there's like they're clearly adding stuff as like filler. Like they have a four way kind of like random four way tag team match for the mm. to get like an AEW tag title shot in the future. And it's like we didn't need this. They do yeah. like if, if Soraya can't wrestle regularly, have it be, you know, it doesn't. It, first of all, you could just do a non title women's match. Just a story. Yeah. You know, we could do that. We can or, set but up the Kira Hogan yeah. and Tony Storm Or at thing. least just have, like, Athena defend the ROH women's title. Why not do that? Yeah. Um, Something. You know, but it's just, it's very silly. But, yeah, but that was a gr- it was a great match, though. It Charlotte was a very fun, cool match. Didn't factor in, luckily. No. The actual match itself was great. Two pros in mm-hmm. their prime doing what they do best. I highly recommend it. Which is wrestle, just to be very clear. Yeah. Um, outfit of the week. I picked... Atomic Banshee, a.k.a. Ram Kaicho from Skabon. Well, uh, then I will just j- jump on here and say that I picked everybody from Skabon. Yeah. I just, like, she wore kind of the normal outfit that she wears, but her face paint just looks so cool. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, white face paint with, like, black dots. Do- like, like, highlights. Couple like little, yeah. Well, she's got, like, black around her eyes. Yeah, and, like, she has some black accents. Basically, it's, like, if she, if her... Like skin was stark white, and then she just like had regular makeup that was black, uh-huh. uh, and it just was it just was very cool. Um, yeah, and it, oh, and it does not come off at all. Yeah, uh, and but no. she looked very cool. No, she looked really cool, and I'm actually gonna shout out the person who designed the clothing or the outfits, I should say, or the um, gear, because hang on. It's I we follow each other on Instagram and I just don't want to get the name wrong. Olympia Laytan. Mm. 
so yeah she's a great cool. designer she did a great job there's lots of photos on her instagram of and her her name is olympia lay le dash t-a-n if you want to look her up on instagram yeah, but so she's very talented pretty sure the screaming kids sat behind her at one point because i think it was funny because i saw this one woman being very annoyed by the screaming because i was having a lot of uh i was trying to make it fun for myself by appreciating how everybody reacted to this screaming yeah, yeah, child yeah. because i was like this is the one entertainment i can get from this situation is like noticing how everybody reacts to this kid yeah. and and I, i'm pretty sure it was her because on instagram i'm pretty sure i know what she looks like and um she <laughs> was trying very nice and very she's giving such an effort to be politely yeah, yeah, like yeah. please stop screaming in my ear and this kid was just torturing all of us it was because he did the whole show there the was the whole show oh we d- we didn't even talk about our f- new favorite wrestler straight cat Cat. she's uh, she's dressed like a black cat and she comes in she's everybody's in a faction except stray cat yeah because stray cat you need to earn her trust. Yeah, just and like so the stray cat. And so she like slinks in from the her entrance. She didn't come out the entrance like everybody else. She came out like the back way, and there were like it was spotlights. like a big balcony in the back. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the spotlight just goes up there, and she pops up. And then it would go down, and then, and then she, she would, like it would pop up someplace down, else. And then she pops up behind somebody else. And it was very, just very funny. She's our favorite wrestler, very is cat. stray cat. And, and she everybody was chants like our stray cat. And everybody chants meow, 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 which was great. Yeah. Um, okay, should we do nerd fantasy booking? So this is the thing that I was going to do. I don't think I did this last week. So, uh, oh, wait, no, I didn't. Because uh, I couldn't remember it, but now I do. So... A couple weeks ago on Rampage, they had Hangman Adam Page versus the bounty hunter Brian Keith, two like Western themed characters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, first of all, they should sign Brian Keith because he's awesome. But I was like, oh, they should do like a, you know, eventually Hangman doesn't need to be with like the elite, right? He could do like, they should do a Western like Cowboys faction. And so you get Hangman Adam Page, bounty hunter Brian Keith. They could like, Go to Jeff Jarrett, who's like a, always got the cowboy hat, the last outlaw, Jeff Jarrett, and he could be their like Brody Lee exalted one for their, you know, like their, he rules the. And I was like, you could get Anna Jay, and she could be a sharpshooter named Calamity Jay, which I was very proud of. Uh, and somebody pointed out you could also get Billy Gunn because he used to be the smoking guns. You could even sign Bark Gun, you know? He said he misses it in dark side of the <laughs> ring and get him in there. You know what I mean? And I was like, Oh man, they could do it. So I want a full AEW Western people stable. And they're all like just Western. Somebody could be like a saloon, like take that fighting out of my saloon. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it could be somebody like that. If you, you know. Yeah. Um, That'd be great. Uh, all right. So mine is uh, really crazy. Um, not that crazy. If Jade Cargill goes to WWE, I would love to see her fight and potentially beat Rhea Ripley. Only because, A, I think there'd be a win for AEW that they would never allow to happen. Mm-hmm. But anyway. B, uh, it would be cool to see Jade fight someone. Um, like, she was so good against Chris Statlander. I think that 
Yeah. You know, it, 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 it highlighted how we hadn't really gotten to see her do much more than squash matches for so long. So, yeah. like, we really didn't get to see the breadth of, like, her abilities. And I feel like a match with Rhea could potentially be very cool. Be, yeah. be the large ladies launching loads kind of match. Yeah, that yeah, I, yeah. That you want to see those large ladies launching those loads. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, I think it'd be great. It is funny that she, like, is the, uh, so she's, like, the other big star from AEW that has jumped ship to WWE. Uh, the first one being Cody Rhodes. Well, not officially yet. She well, yeah, officially it's a, it yeah, yet, it's but. A, but this is very likely. It seems like what's happening, but uh, because it's, uh, thinking about it, they w- were very similar in that a lot of their stories and matches were in their just like own separate universe. Because when she was champion, that's the thing that frustrated me about her title reign is that she only wrestled like guest stars. She very rarely wrestled anybody like on the actual roster. Yeah. So again, it just felt like that title didn't even exist. Cause yeah. I was excited for people to get like either reigns out of it or like matches where they look and feuds where they looked strong and, and, mm-hmm. and helped build their start. So it's funny that like it was very, and that's not her fault, but you know, it's just is yeah. funny that they both had their own little like separate universe. Yeah. And now they're going to uh, another, a different universe. Yeah. The WWE universe. And um, I th- yeah. So. Anyway, that was my nerd fantasy booking. All okay. right. Thanks, everybody. We'll bye. see you next week. Say bye. Say bye, Kathy.